going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, episode number 219, where today we're talking about The Courier, which was theatrically released, and Yesterday on Netflix, along with some Falcon and the Winter Soldier, first episode of two. My name is Grayson Maxwell. Uh, and I'm Roger Stillian. And I'm Christopher Bond. Gentlemen, how are we? Chris, tell everyone about your trip to good old Wilmington Beach, or sorry, Carolina Beach in Wilmington, North Carolina. A lot of gay sex with the guy who lives out there that I went to see. I don't, that went very different how I thought you were going to say it, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. All right. Um, I just want to say for the record, none of that happened. Um, but I also want to say if it had, I mean, I'm not saying a really bad thing. I'm just saying none of it happened. <laughs> no, I, uh, I went out and spent some time with, uh, with good old Grayson. I got to, you know, hang out for a couple, for a few days. Had a good relaxing trip. It rained the whole time I was on the beach, so that was awesome. So, well, good time overall. Literally, the afternoon you left, it was like 75 and sunny. Yeah, well, you know, that's how that goes. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's pretty crazy. Um, I got to introduce you to – I'm excited that you were really into the uh, the pho. The oh, yeah. I mean, I was into the pho. How you doing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got to you, – you left before we got to have our big seafood dinner, but nah, that's all I was right. really excited that for that. Well, this, well, well I mean, stopped, Wilmington I, is, a, is a seafood I – mean, is, a, is a coastal town, so I mean like well, yeah. they do seafood and they do it very well. Yep. So, oh well, but I'm glad you got to, you know, recharge, you know, recharge the batteries. Yep. Um, I had a good time. Robbie, how are you this week? I'm doing good. Doing Mm. good. No one ever invites me for some pho. I invited, first of all, I I also want to say, just just to be clear on this podcast, I invited, I said, Roger, you and your wife are more than welcome to come as long as I have this beach house until I lose it. So, which is actually this week. So, I invited you. You were invited. Great. Noted. <laughs> I'll, I'll get you some fun, Pittsburgh. How's that sound? <clears throat> I don't want your pity fa. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> this is good. This is good. I'll, I'll be starting a new show next Monday, actually, in Atlanta. Uh, the I think it's called The First Lady. Uh, it's a huge you cast. You don't even know what it's called? Well, I don't know if it's First Ladies or The First Lady. Hold on. He's running the book. He, he, he don't care what it's called. <clears throat> no, yeah, I'm not in the book. Uh, the first lady. <clears throat> I'm really excited because I mean, yeah, it's it's the first lady. Sorry, I have my allergies combined with the fact that I just my voice sounds really weird. But yeah, I'm really excited. Viola Davis, Michelle Pfeiffer, Jillian Anderson, Aaron Eckhart, uh, Dakota Fanning. Oh, I'm sure she'll remember me. Judy Greer, Reese Wakefield. I'm actually really excited to, to listen. Help out on the show. You make sure you tell Aaron <laughs> Eckhart that I love. Thank you for smoking. I plan on it when I I've been. I, I know the I know the person that deals with the cast, and I was like, dude, if you could, I just want to meet Aaron Eckhart, please. He's like, I'll see if I can make that happen for you. Yes, a very close. Listen, answer. everybody else is like, I love him as Harvey Dent. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Thank you for smoking. Is yeah, I love. Did you see that? Uh, there's another movie I really well. Battle Los Angeles is one of my guilty pleasures. Battle is it's a it's a bad good, good movie. bad yeah. movie. Like, yeah. yeah. But he's really good in it, and like that's like he really changed the way. I th- well, watching that movie really changed the way I thought about his kind of his character, his character arc. But um, there's also another movie. I think it's called Meet Dave. I don't know if you ever saw that one too, where he's like he's obviously wearing like some kind of fat suit, and it's it's just I just think the movie is hilarious. I love that. Is it like Meet like M E A T like? <laughs> no, right. hold on. That's it, it's it, it's it's not me, Dave. That's that's um Eddie Murphy. Hold on, 
internet parties. I mean, I'll just Google him. Yeah, I'm Googling it right now. It's uh, it's something like 2008-ish, I think. I'm not going to find it. Oh, man. Oh, Meet Bill. That's it. Meet Bill. 2007 Meet Bill. He's, yeah, he's, it's just, I just think it's so funny, that movie. I've watched it a number of times. Uh, got a good cast. Aaron Eckhart, Jess Calba, Elizabeth Banks, Logan Lerman. Is it um, like Timothy Oliphant? Meet Bill? Like <laughs> No. <laughs> God. Robert, you were in rare form tonight. Jeez. Oh, my God. Jason Sudeikis is in it. Man, I feel it's almost yeah, like Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh, my goodness. We were like three minutes in. This is already off the rails, man. Already off the rails. I know. This is good levity. Good, good levity. All right. Anything else interesting happened this week, gentlemen? No. Not really. No? Which is okay. Nothing at all, huh? Not the eensiest, weensiest thing. I no. Mean, I mean, I watched a, I watched a Netflix movie. We're going to talk about that. That's about it. Did you guys watch anything else? I watched a ton of movies. Oh, I watched, you know, Roger, I want to get your, for literally the next 42 seconds, I watched The Way Back again. And man, I just think that movie is awesome. The Ben Affleck? Yes. The, the they didn't get a fair shake because it came out the week before COVID shut the world down. Yeah. Very, I mean, it was, very unfortunate. It was pretty good. I liked that movie. I mean, do you remember I wanted to give it like a nine and a half and you were like, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, no, it, yeah, it, it's not that. Really, it's, it's a very, it's like a six, six and a half. It's a very watchable movie, but I, th- I think it lives somewhere between six and a half and seven and a half as far as the score goes. So, but I just, I love. I did a whole workup on it on Letterboxd. I, I just, I love that movie, and I, I just love Broken. Man. I love that I love your that. Letterbox things are like nine thousand words, and mine are like four. Like this is dog shit. <laughs> <laughs> like that's how I Letterbox things. Now hold on, let's talk about Letterbox for a second. Why do you only? I, I liked it because Letterboxd is how I can, like, that's where my quirky analysis on films I can put there, and it's mine. So why don't you do more with that? Sometimes my quirky analysis can be four or five words. Yeah, but I feel like those same four or five words you put for a lot of movies. I want people to understand how I rate things. <laughs> All right, that's fair. Many things are bad. Few things are good. Even fewer are great. Yeah, when it watch- is great, when it is great... I will give it a good, fair review. Okay, fair. I also watched Speed this week from 94, and man, oh it has been... No, 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 no. Speed from 94 is... No, that's, no, no, no. A, that's a good movie. I love that movie. It's yeah. good. Speed's awesome. Speed yeah. is like... It has so many elements that shouldn't work, but like it does work, and it's, you know, Dennis Hopper being the way over-the-top villain, like extremely over-the-top. I love that villain. Like, I thought like that was a really well done villain, and like back when I was like you know in my formative years, I thought that was a very unique villain. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's it's a it's a villain you don't get very often. But he was also the same villain, wasn't he? Like, wasn't the his uh, villain in like Waterworld also like super over the top? Yeah, well, I mean, like, Waterworld is super yeah. over the top. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is that's a that's a movie that. Boy, that's might be one of the biggest box office bombs in history. Or like, because well, it costs it costs like two hundred and fifty million dollars in like nineteen ninety four. Yeah, which is like, like you could you can, like if a movie costs two hundred fifty million dollars, they're like, well, that's expensive. Back then, it was like Jesus. They moved his son to get to this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh my goodness. Yeah, the cast never went anywhere. That little girl never became anything. Like it just, I don't. know, It's kind of mind boggling. I mean, yeah, Kevin Costner never went anywhere, or Dennis Hopper. Yeah. No, I didn't mean that. I meant that the, the cast, careers. The cast after names. after the two, you know, Dennis Hopper and Costner. Um, yeah, I once talked to, 
I once talked to a producer who worked, um, who one of his first movies was Waterworld. And he said that Kevin Costner wouldn't do the movie unless they put him up in a $4,000 a night hotel room. I mean, that's fair. Which is like stilted over the water. It was like meant for like VIPs and like heads of state, presidents. You're right. Kevin, Kevin Costner wouldn't be considered a VIP. Well, that, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, presidents visiting and you know, just, but in, that was Kevin Costner in the eighties, early nineties was like, why? What had he done besides Field of Dreams, Dancing with Wolves? Yeah, that one. That won tons of awards too. Yeah, like a hundred. Yeah, but it's it's been done better since. That one um, may have. That one may have been big. Yeah, and it's Can done better it? since what Avatar? <laughs> no, 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 Last Sam, Last Samurai did yeah. it better. Um, I do like, but, it, but it's also been done more than it's been done a dozen times, but. Avatar. Um, you know, I was thinking about, we had our discussion a few weeks ago about things that have been completed before the next Avatar movie comes out. And we didn't, I was listening to the past episode. And so he started making Avatar in 2000, I think 2006. So we always said it was, so from 2006 to 2021, there's only been one Avatar movie. Yeah. And he's intended five. So um, imagine how many things have been accomplished in that many years span. I was thinking, oh my God, who is fun? Like, I can't believe Fox and Disney are still funding this. They're still putting money up for this. Do you, do you think people are going to care about it when it comes, comes out? Yeah. Do you yeah. think, I mean, cause, cause the first one did like one, 1. 1.7 billion and like the, first yeah, the most, the most money a movie had ever done. Yeah. So small, like, small amount. But do, I mean, do you think the sequels have any chance of making that kind of money? I mean, I bet you they clear a billion mark easy. Because, listen, I watched a bunch of crap pile of Transformers movies rack up billions of dollars. So That's a good point. That's a good point. But there's there's also a longer <clears throat> a longer conversation with those as well. But, um, yeah, still, and even Jurassic Park makes – I don't understand how that last one made over a billion dollars. I mean, if it wasn't a Jurassic Park movie, I don't understand why it, didn't, why it made a billion dollars or wouldn't understand it. But it's Jurassic Park. That's true. That's true. Chris, you have any particular so, before we move on to the box office, which we should have done eight minutes ago. Do you have any <laughs> any, any any thoughts? Well, so I think the no matter what the next Avatar movie that comes out, whether it's a pile of to quote uh, to quote Roger, pile of dog shit or not, it's going to it's going to do great. It's going to blow. It's just going to make billions of dollars, most likely. But I think if it's bad. If the next one or two get made after that, they won't do well at all. Well, here's the thing: the the reason, the one of the reasons I was told they haven't actually come out yet is, aren't they supposedly all going to be done <laughs> and just ready to ready to go? Like, wasn't oh, that their game plan? Multiple over and over and over again. No, yeah, he's shooting three of. I think he's shooting four of them simultaneously. Yeah, that's four the of end. them. And I and I, I bet you some something else. I bet you Sam Worthington's real happy that Avatar was a thing because he hasn't done. Oh yeah, that. because his his career had gone down. <laughs> yeah, which it shouldn't. I mean, he had every he had every. I mean, he should have been a huge star, but um, yeah, I don't know. There's like all kinds of these thoughts about. But do you remember at one time on the show we because at one time the Disney slate was like for the next from 2021 Christmas Avatar was, Star yeah, Wars yeah 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 rotate Star Avatar Wars. Star Wars but it, that's changed dramatically. Since episode nine has come out, that has undergone several changes. Mm. Which okay, great. So, um, any last thoughts before we move on, gentlemen? Nope. All right. So not much going on in the homestead. So let's move into 
of the box office, which I'll be happy to say all the top five are millions of dollars earners. Nobody, number one spot. I am super excited to watch this movie. Same. Has done 6.7 domestic and 11.7 worldwide. So that's pretty good. Raya and the Last Dragon, 3.5 million, bringing its worldwide to 82. Then we have Tom and Jerry, 2.5 million, bringing its worldwide to, damn it, 85. It's even better than Raya. That makes me upset. Uh, the Courier, 1 million uh, worldwide, has done just a hair under 4 with 3.9 million. So I don't think any of that stands as a surprise. But, oh, sorry, Chaos Walking was number 4. And it's, uh, it's it actually did an additional 2 million since last week. So, But that movie deserves... You know, probably not a lot. So we talked about that. That was not a good... We did not like that one. We were... We did uh, not. We did not. <laughs> you we know were, why I didn't like it? Was that? Because it was bad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I did a lot of thinking about the Doug Lyman thing, too, which... Mm. He's, he's, he's better than Chaos Walking. I just want to make that very clear. Doug Lyman is absolutely... I mean, that... Roger, one of your favorite movies, um, Day After... Or Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. That movie is stellar. And yeah, he also did the Born Identity, which is stellar. I mean, what in the hell is going on with Doug Lyman? That must, that must have been a, a phoned in paycheck for him because whatever happened at Chaos Walking, which if you want to listen to our episode, that's episode two eighteen last week. Uh, feel free, but man, this de- things definitely went wrong during the making of that movie. That well, is, I mean, we talked about all the reshoots it had. I mean, that alone could have been a red flag. Yeah. 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 Um, this is episode 219 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema, which posts each and every Tuesday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week, we start with the box office, current upcoming releases, what streaming trailers, and movies of the week. There's your box office. Let's get into what streaming, which we're talking about HBO Max this week. Speed. By director Jeanne DeBont, Keanu Reeves, Dennis Hopper, Sandra Bullock, Joe Morton, Def Daniels. Alan Ruck, Glenn Plummer, a very famously, it's a very famous movie you should all have seen, 1994, check that out. That movie is very 90s. I also did a write-up on Letterboxd, how it's like, that movie is absolutely made in the 90s. And, oh, yeah, like 90s action style, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and people who watch that movie 200 years from now are going to be like, yep, that's made, that's made in the 1990s, 100%. Godzilla, now just to prepare for Godzilla, the new Godzilla movie that comes out on Wednesday, which is the 31st. Uh, the last two entries are Godzilla by director Gareth Edwards, Aaron Taylor-Johnson, Ken Montanabe, Brian Cranston, Elizabeth Olsen, Sally Hawkins, David Strayler, and Richard T. Jones, 2014. And then Godzilla, King of the Monsters by director Michael Dougherty, Kyle Chandler, Vera Farmiga, Millie Bobby Brown, Ken Montanabe, Bradley Whit- Bradley, wait, drinks his own P. Whitford. There it is. Sally Hawkins, Charles Dance, David Strayler in 2019. I'm actually getting more psyched for the Godzilla movie. So I'm super excited about that. I'm, I cannot wait for, to, for the week that we do that, that movie. I'm, I'm excited to Which watch be, it. I'm getting more and more hype, you know, just the closer it gets. I'm, I want to see this movie. Well, we're, we're, we're counting that as next, as this coming week's release. So gotcha. we'll do it two weeks from tonight, actually. We'll record the episode. We'll release Heck two yeah. Tuesdays from now. Let's talk about some trailers. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't send you guys the trailers. No. Um, the, the Suicide Squad. You guys definitely watched that one, though. Yes, yes. Yeah. So what do you guys... Okay, compared to the other Suicide Squad, what do you... Going into it, what do you guys think about the trailer so far? There's color. <laughs> <laughs> I was impressed with color. Yeah. 
Um, I I love. I, I wish I wish that was a joke. It's true. It's not. It's not. Okay, fair. Um, let's. So, I am very happy that James Gunn is making. First of all, making a movie in he's 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 done very well for himself in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and now he's making a movie in the DC Universe, which I think is kind of cool. Um, but this one looks like more of what I know of the Suicide. I don't know much about the Suicide Squad lore. Admittedly, I don't. But Chris, I think you and Roger probably know more about than I do. But does this movie jive with the lore of the Suicide Squad that you guys know? Well, they already kind of ruined the whole, you know, oh, I hope this follows the lore of the Suicide Squad with what they did with the first one. But that being said, in my opinion, this already looks like it may have a little bit better of direction just from the trailer. I'm, I'm excited for it. But with everything in DC, we'll have to see. But this one looks more fun and a little more lighthearted already. His last one just they did a lot of weird stuff a lot of strange decisions with that movie well i think i think there's a, a reason why last movie was so tonally different it's because they were dealing with a magical bad guy mm-hmm. and i think they went full on into magic when they weren't really ready for something like that true so i yeah, i mean i'll give some credit listen this i have no um worry i'm not worried about this movie I think it's going to be fun. That's all so. I want out of this too. Is I just want it to be fun, and I want it to just you know I don't know. I almost want the same thing out of this as I want Godzilla because I just think DC needs some wins, and this would be a great cast to get a win with. But I mean, with James Gunn, the likelihood of this movie being being I mean what I mean the the aptly termed good when you're talking about film criticism is fairly high. I think it's what, fairly high. What you've movie. said the same thing about Chaos Walking though. Well, I mean, I would have said the same thing about. Didn't David Ayer make the Suicide Squad? The other, the uh, other one. I, I would have said the same thing about the other Suicide Squad movie, though. I mean, okay. Well, I mean, so I guess what I'm saying there is, you know, be cautiously optimistic about that then, because it's already, we've already been burnt by this recently and before. Yeah, David Ayer did do the yeah, last. Yeah, I, I figured. Which, you know, they're talking about uh, because the the re the re released or sorry, um, Justice League. This is the Snyder's. Zack Snyder Justice League is doing quite well for itself. Um, that's one we're going to check out fairly, fairly soon. I want to, I want to dive, dive into that. Um, but they're they're asked, they're now asking for a David Ayer cut of the Suicide Squad. But I mean, that, but that would be foolish because I don't just, think we're going to get the same effect from from a David Ayer cut of that movie compared to the to the uh, Snyder cut of Justice League. Those are not the same things. <laughs> Well, there were there were a lot of similarities. I mean, there are a lot of problems with the making of that one too. The Suicide Squad, if you remember, it got delayed a few times. Well, it getting um, delayed and having those kind of problems is different than the problems that, that the Justice League. Faced. It's almost like some of the early DC stuff filmed around 2016, 2015 were all the disaster. Weird, I know. Weird. Yeah, it's just one of those things. I I don't know. I uh, I want I want to watch every movie. In, however, the director, you know, how what was his original vision? I want to see the original movie in that, but it's it's hard. You see, what I what I, I love and don't love about the Snyder cut is the fact that I'm 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 glad that, I mean, from all the chatter I'm hearing, again, admittedly, being a big movie guy, I haven't watched it yet, but it is a four hour commitment. Um, that one I haven't got around to, but it's this kind of sets a precedent for people to say, oh no 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 the the. David Ayer cut will be better, or the the James Gunn cut of the Suicide Squad. Like, can you imagine what a director's cut of a good movie would be like? Well, I mean, okay, 
Well, no, I don't think there is. I mean, you have director's cuts of good movies, but remember Alexander? How they actually removed like ten minutes of footage to make the the uh, Oliver Stone cut? No, but... yeah, I bought both versions and watched them both, and it wasn't that much different. It just made the movie less long. It's just about ten minutes shorter. But that movie was a disaster from the get go. Anyway. As you remember, that was Colin Farrell at the lead of a historic. I'm, I'm, I remember seeing that one time on a on like some weird movie channel and going, "Huh," this and is being very bad. and being very dis- very disappointed <laughs> yeah. because it was very different than what you thought that movie would be. Yeah, I'll bet that's yeah. It just you know, Hopkins was narrating it and telling the story, and it was like the battle scenes were like very like no music, and you just mm. saw people marching in formation. That's like okay, that's how you don't make a movie right there. Like I understand if you want to be, you know more true to what actually a battle might have been like, but uh, for an, for an, uh, for an audience, especially an American audience, that's just not going to work. Well, it, it's one of those things where it's like that, didn't that come out a little bit after like Troy came out too? And Troy was, it was, was good for its own reasons. And that, movie I mean, out, it, it did not feel the same. Troy also had a director's cut and the director's cut, I thought did not help Troy. Uh, but Troy was, I don't know if I give, see, here's the thing is that is like, of course, you know, the ring trilogy being what it was, it, it, you know, after that, all kinds of you know things got greenlit. We we got we got Troy, we got Alexander. Uh, there was King Arthur, which was King Arthur was bad, and when I mean bad, I mean, I mean like yesterday bad. Didn't have Clive Owen in it. Yes, and Kira Knightley, and they were walking on ice, and it was ridiculous. Um, I mean, we're talking as as bad as you thought yesterday was, Roger. King Arthur was equally as bad in its own I, way. Excuse I mean, me, I like King. Excuse Arthur. me. You're spoiling my review of yesterday. <laughs> my, my I, I feel like I'm being slighted. I like King Arthur. It's, I like but, I mean, look, movie. we all like terrible movies, but man, that movie is bad, Chris. I don't know. If, I mean, we'll talk about it, but I'm going to bring up your comparison to that in yesterday. Hard. All right, fair. fair <laughs> um, we're gonna, I, you know, I, I've, I've long wanted to do an episode on Troy, Chris. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, I, no. Why? I, I'd be there for it. You're not gonna. I, you're gonna, I, I you're gonna stop me and Chris from recording an episode on Troy. Yeah. Why? <laughs> I have that kind of power. Are, 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 you, are you not a you Troy fan? Actually. Are you not a Troy fan, Roger? Did you? We talking like the one? Troy Trojans, the football team out of South Alabama? Yes. Or? Yes. Yes, we are. Listen, listen, they have won like 14 national. Oh my god! Okay. The direction back... of Coach Rod Stillian in <laughs> in uh, NCAA football 2014. <laughs> I assure you of this. Oh, I won man. the Heisman with a tight end. Celebrate me. <laughs> you know oh, what? I actually, actually, you know, he actually coached the Akron Soft Tacos, and they're pretty good, right? Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I've heard, I, I've I heard, heard actually. coach of the Akron Soft Tacos, who are on official hiatus right now because we moved on to Destiny. So. Okay, okay. Back to reality here. Back to Troy. Um, Chris, I, there's a lot to talk about in that movie. There's a ton to talk about in that movie. I agree. Um, as a matter of fact, when I was in one of my last semesters of college, I, I had a I had a wonderful professor who really we we did a whole whole unit on swords, sandals, and cinema, and that's one of the ones we focused on. And like there swords, is sandals and cinema, I like there's that. so much that goes like with Troy that goes back to you know the early days of the studio system, and you know back to fall of the Roman Empire and Spartacus <clears throat> that that Troy owes you know and going back to the writers who the writers for Troy borrowed from the writers of those other movies. It's a, it's a it's a fascinating thing. Um, but no, yeah, that's what I want to do an episode on one one time. But I mean, mm-hmm. as far as we're talking about <clears throat> good movies that we love or big movies that benefited or didn't benefit from a different cut, um, I don't. I'm worried that the Snyder cut is setting a dangerous precedent. 
That, that movie only got that movie only got made because fans the the Snyder Cut fans were very, you know, aggressive and religious with it. Hold on, I have a counterpoint to that. All right, about why that movie actually got made. That movie actually got made because somebody gave them fifty million dollars. Didn't oh. get made because anybody cried about not seeing the real cut. They can cry about that all you want if no one's going to back it to do it. You oh don't no, no, of, of of course. But I mean, Warner Brothers did it. I'm sure to see how it was going to be received. And it was received very well. I mean, so far it's been received well. It's doing great on Amazon. or I keep saying on HBO Max. It's doing wonderful on there. It's getting tons of views, tons of traffic. So we'll see how that goes. I just, I'm worried about the precedent. That's what I'm worried about. But there, I mean, my, my worry may be completely unfounded. It might not happen. And I just don't want people to think that if they go to Twitter, they get what they want as far as movies are concerned. That seems like a weird, even though even though I'm one of those guys that screams that a movie isn't the way I would have done it all the time. You, which, you do that all the time. Which I haven't for a while. I'm pretty good at it. But I mean, story goes a certain direction, and if it doesn't go in the direction that the previous movie set up, that's a problem. And that's what happens. Not necessarily. With, that's what happens with most sequels. Sometimes when it's well done, it's called a twist. Yeah, but I mean, it's very rarely. <laughs> it's very rarely doesn't follow the plot in the first one, and then comes out and it's actually well-received and critically acclaimed. That's very rare. Uh, I'm sure you can count that on two hands, actually. But, all right, let's move into... We've talked long in the tooth about this. No. Yes, we have. It's, we're already at 25 minutes. We haven't even gotten to <laughs> any of the movies yet. Um, so, sure. yeah, I'm, we're excited for The Suicide Squad. That was a big trailer drop for this week. Um, it you know came out on Friday. It was you know It's very exciting. And I, I, I just think people are excited for it. And I'm, I'm happy that James Gunn is... You know, even all the all the stuff that came out about him a year or two ago, whatever, wherever you sit with that, I mean, I'm just happy that Suicide Squad's in better hands. I want the DCEU, if there even is one still, to be good. I mean, I want to watch movies and like them. So unlike Wonder Woman 2, which was, oh my goodness, I don't even want to talk about it. Well, I mean, we already did. We did. Yeah. <clears throat> I was very upset in that episode, as you can remember. I'm still upset. Patty Jenkins, you you deserve to be in movie jail. Movie jail. <laughs> movie jail. Yes, movie jail. All right. Let's – which uh, – um, you want to talk about first today, Mr. Raj and Mr. Chris? Uh, well, I think Falcon Winter Soldier, right? It's yeah, fine by me. Yeah. Falcon yeah. – okay. Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Disney+. Plus. Um, <clears throat> I have to say, being the guy who wasn't huge on WandaVision going into it, I am 100%. I'm – there, I have a few points with the story that I'm not quite sure pan out. But otherwise, Falcon and Winter Soldier is, I think, the line that Marvel, the bar that Marvel has set for itself, this show is meeting that bar. Um, it's, you know, incredibly high production values, wonderful cast. Uh, it's, it's filling in gaps. I just, I think the first two episodes are exactly what we needed out of something like, like, like this. This feels exactly like watching a Marvel movie. Yeah, I mean, it feels and looks exactly like watching a Marvel movie. So I'm very happy, <clears throat> very happy that this this exists. Why don't, why don't you take a minute and uh, sum up what, where Falcon and Winter Soldier, how it starts and where where it puts you in the world? Uh, well, here's the thing: we still don't really know an exact time frame. I mean, we're we're post blip is all we know. Yes. Um. Which is like an official Marvel thing now. Like that's how they classify time. <laughs> um, that started in Spider Man and it's kind of continued through, which is kind of nice. Um, 
there is no Captain America. The shield's been retired. Um, Sam's playing Falcon. He's got a whole new set of tech gadgets out working for the... I, I'd love to say he's working for the military, but I'm not quite sure who Sam's working for, right? He, he, really... he's, he's working in tandem with the U.S. military. I don't he, think he's, he's working, working for... with the military. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's not I don't for know if he's way. working for the military. <laughs> so. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of it. We kind of just pick up going from right there. Okay, yeah. I Chris, what do you, give me give me some give me some thoughts before we head into the breaking down the first two episodes. Okay, so I mean, I think we we talked about it a little bit before we started, and we talked about Wandavision and compared like the first episodes. This starts way different, and it does start off on on a on a very good foot, in my opinion. You jump right into some action, and it did feel really good. I mean, does it just have a different pacing than what we just went through with Wandavision? I liked Wandavision. I didn't mind its pacing. I know, I know, you know, some of us did have an issue with just you know a little bit of a slower start and to where the outcome came to. But this one starts right off, right in it, and it doesn't it doesn't slow down very much as we go. Well, there wasn't there wasn't a lot of build up. Like Wandavision was literally like three episodes before anything really happened, where stuff happened in this movie, like or this TV show, and like. 45 seconds. It did. Right? It, yes, it, it did. Absolutely did. I'm actually, <clears throat> I'm actually impressed with what they were doing with the shield and what, I mean, I'm actually impressed with where the, where this started, especially with, in, in regards to Sam, um, which is very reminiscent of, uh, it's very reminiscent of, to me, the first Iron Man, how the first Iron Man started out in the desert with the U.S. military, you know, it's just I just got that popped into my head, and I, I can't stop thinking popped into my head. But that's what I kind of thought of. And and Sam, I think, was never this much of a badass as he is in the first. Well, that's kind of a, a thing that I. Oh, uh, he was kind of a badass in like Avengers. Yeah, he is. Well, here's the thing, though. He's also there's a lot more there's a lot more heroes around him in the Avengers and, and such. So this is more of a show. Remember, he's just a regular dude. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's getting, he's getting his showcase and we're getting to see what he does instead of him being surrounded by all these other badasses. So I, I, I'm okay with that. I will. I do want to say this. People be dying in this. Like bad guys are just dying. Left oh yeah. Right. No, like, I disagree with you on that. I mean, and the, he, and pulls, the, and he pulls an unparachuted yes, man out of yes, a helicopter. Yes. Fine. Yes. In the opening scene. Yes. But in any other fight scene, you see them all get up and go away. It's the, it's the, it's the Hercules syndrome that I hate. Every no, other, I mean, if we can just skip right to the second episode where somebody was just mowed down by a hell of gunfire. <laughs> I mean that's that's true. They may be super strong, but they ain't bulletproof. <laughs> but, well, like so with your comment there, Grace, and all the other fights up to the last one in the second in the second episode, aren't they all against like super soldiers? Pretty so, much, you know. And in, 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 in the second episode on, yeah, they're they're all super what, soldiers. When they're just regular dudes in that first episode, people be dying. Yeah, I, okay, <laughs> I, I get it, and it's just I don't know if like Sam was never like morally kind of that person he's a he's a he was an army guy or yeah, a totally. military man sometimes part of the mission is people got to go bro <laughs> i mean i get it i just my, gotta me, go, bro. <laughs> me remembering me remembering sam from the marvel from the first 24 movies he never wanted he was never i mean he was okay killing like um uh what's the bad guy i mean he kicked a bad guy off the flying ship yeah that's true <laughs> You think you think you walked away from that? No, no. Okay, you're you're, I mean, you're right. You're right. You're right. I just 
I remember him more, a little more morally upright than in the, the first few minutes of this, just killing people left and right. Oh, dude, they just all of them dead. Hold on, hold on. I have, I have a problem with the way you just said that. It's not like Sam is walking through the <laughs> a path of destruction here. He, he's not Winter Soldier in these guys. Right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> anybody he's killed has been during a military operation. Yeah, 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 yeah I gotcha. You. Like, you didn't pick a fight with somebody in a mall and gun them down. <laughs> Uh, okay, okay, you're right, you're you're right, you're right. Um, and then I, I I love how we're introduced to um, again we get back into the the light with Bucky Barnes. I'm very into his kind of moral conundrum in the beginning of uh, he killed someone when he was the Winter Soldier. He's remembering this. He's having night terrors about it. You know, he's talking to a therapist. Which isn't that the woman who plays Nurse Jackie, by the way? No. It's not okay. Maybe I'm wrong. I just I thought that she's um I don't remember her name off the top of my head. Uh, Amy Aqu- uh, Amy Aquino is her name. Oh, is that okay. Her name. Um, she's in a she's in a show I love on Amazon. She's on Bosch. Oh, that's that, that's her. Okay, okay. This is on Bosch. I've started watching Bosch and I love it. So. Yes, Bosch is great. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> also, like I've said five years ago, you should watch Bosch. Yeah, welcome. I mean, you weren't wrong about. Um, Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso. Oh my goodness. Weird. Yeah, 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 yeah. Weird indeed. Uh, yeah, but I, I like her as a therapist. I like how he, how she, like, kind of has say over if they're able to be released or if they're not. Like, I kind of, I kind of dig that. Although I have a feeling she's going to turn out to be more than just a therapist. I have a feeling she's part of. You know, is Shield still a thing? I don't... Well, well, she said. Well, she says at one point that she knows. Um, she knows spoilers the new captain and it's well, she yeah she's military yeah yeah like she used to run like do like run missions with him so she does establish that she's not just you know some therapist she has some you know yeah she's got combat. combat she's combat veteran oh yeah so mm, yeah but she's she's an interesting i bet she turns into some, something else too i wouldn't be surprised if she kills somebody <laughs> with a gun what, what else would you kill him with your hands or a knife oh, that's true. car that's fair Rocket launcher, spaceship. We're talking Marvel here. Eye lasers. I don't know. <laughs> I like. I like their. I like their, their big three comments. Yes. Yeah. They're, they're, I was very. Aliens and androids are wizards. Yep. There are uh, wizards. I, I love how he's like wizard. No, no. He's like no. Nope, he's a sorcerer. Uh, Doctor Strange. No, nope, he's a sorcerer. Sorcerers are just wizards <laughs> without hats. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I did. I did. I did, I did like the Gandalf comment. He's like, "How do you know Gandalf?" He's like, "I read The Hobbit." In 1937, when it came out, yeah. <laughs> um, there was a, there was a couple other comments. Oh, oh, in the second episode, there they really do a they take us like there's a political statement. I don't know if you guys caught it, but there's definitely a political statement in the second episode. Well, with the cops, of course there is. No, 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 no. Oh. Nothing to do with the cops. With the kid, right? Nope. Uh, there's everything to do with the with the the motivation of the super soldiers. Why they're doing what they're doing. Oh. oh yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, the comment was, it was very clearly said, the comment was, the government cares more about the ones coming back, coming back into the country than the ones that were here the whole time. Well, yeah, Definitely that's, that's, that's one of the things with the Flag Smashers. Because, um, um, like, what their, their whole motivation is, is, like, they were the people that were here during the blip. Mm-hmm. And like they liked it better without the other people because the, the whole there was no real borders. Everything was more unified. Mm-hmm. We weren't we weren't a planet full of countries. We were just a planet full of people. Yes, and I'm, put me. I'm a that, that I understand. 
Like hashtag Thanos was right. Thanos did nothing wrong. Yeah, exactly. That's... Nothing wrong. Thanos was the hero. The Avengers, so. the, the Avengers were the villains. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I definitely like the the interaction between Sam and a kid on the street when he calls him the Black Falcon. Yeah, yeah. He's like, is that? He's like, what happened to me just being the Falcon? He's like, is that because I'm black? Because like, uh, yeah. He's like, wouldn't it be weird if I just called you the Black Kid? <laughs> <laughs> the kid just like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I also kind of. I also kind of dug the interaction right after that with um, Isaiah in the house. Yeah, uh, because we don't we don't really know much about um, Bucky after he fell off the train, and then when he like that time period of him falling off the train in the second in the Cap movie, and then coming. You know, there's not there's a lot of dead time in there for us as far as what we know what he did. Oh yeah, there there's fifty years. Yeah, on, so I'm glad I'm I'm glad we kind of get snippets here and there of. Because, like, so much of Bucky's character, at least at the way as it's presented in these movies, is, you know, what he's done and how to and how to atone for the things that he's done. I've got an info drop for you, Grayson. He killed a lot of dudes. A yeah. lot. <laughs> I'm also not worried about that because, you know. Spoiler. He, he killed Tony, Tar- Tony Stark's parents. Spoiler. He did. That's what, that, that's what sparks the Civil War and the, you know. Um, yeah, that's what that's what I dig about Bucky's. And when, he, when, he, when he's having lunch with that guy, that, I forget his name. What's his name? I watched it days ago, but um, that 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 old gentleman who oh, he the Asian guy where he killed his son, yeah, and like he's he's trying, he's very much trying to tell him I'm the one that I don't know how that's going to happen, but I'm really clapping. Like they set up the they set that up, and I'm I'm sure it's going to happen in the last episode or two of this season of this show. Um, he'll come clean about it. I but. mean, we could we could just talk about how Bucky went on a date. And then his date just, didn't believe anything that he said when he's like, I'm 108 years old. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that was just hilarious to me. I, I love Bucky's fun. dead cold eyes as he just stares at things. He's like, does he, <laughs> does he always just stare? He's like, yeah, he does that a lot. <laughs> Which, listen, I appreciate that. Sometimes when you just stare at somebody like they're a dickhead because they're being a dickhead. Yep. Yeah, I mean, that's Bucky's a starer, man. That's what he does. Yeah, it's fine. He's a stare. Um, I'm really digging that. Well, the whole dude the whole Sebastian thing, Stan is ripped in this show. By the way, he's quickly becoming one of my favorite characters in the MCU. But let's talk about the whole the 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 new Cap, Wyatt Russell. Yeah, I, the guy from Overlord. <laughs> I'm not quite sure. I, I I'm not quite sure. I dig where this is going. Listen, that first the end of the first episode when he walks out with the cap gear on and that like that still frame shot that they leave does nothing for Wyatt Russell. Oh, no, like he looks it. like he looks like somebody took Captain America's face and squished it down. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the same thing. I was like, I was thinking like this is the worst picture of him yeah, you like, could yeah. ever see because this then like the when guy? you see him throughout the second episode, like he looks completely fine. Mm-hmm. And I mean, then I do like his just, new outfit though. I mean, but they, so who is he working with? Is he working with the U.S. military? He's working with the actual government. Yeah. But like, they send him on that mission with those super soldiers to save, I guess. Um, well, it said they were tracking uh, Bucky. Yeah, they were trapped. But like, they, I mean, all intents and purposes, they lost that fight. Like, hundred percent, they could have been killed, should have been killed, in, you know, whatever universe, other universe outside the. I like the I like the nifty like frisbee uh, frisbee shield thing to catch his buddy. Well, but that's oh always, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's always been a thing. Shield's always been kind of a utility thing, but yeah, uh, I don't, I'm, so, I'm not quite sure. I'm digging where this is going with a new cap. I mean, I well, understand why they're doing it, but 
I'm confused on that though, right? Because he's not a super soldier, but he's able to use the shield in that way. The whoa, 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 we we haven't heard that he's not actually a super soldier. Well, he says that he's a he's a regular guy. Yeah, he says yeah, he's I mean, not enhanced. In well, anyway. listen, I could say a lot of things. Okay, all right, that's that's fair. But let's let's pretend like this is a world, a universe where he isn't a super soldier. Okay, just like you know, not pulling off of anything else. And only I believe they call them out. enhanced. Well, here's the thing. Cap was able to throw the shield the way he was, and and um like got and know like know how to throw it, got it back to himself because he's able because of his accelerated strong mind. and has awesome reflexes. Well, yeah. his, his, well, it, he also is uh, he has an accelerated uh, way of thinking too. Like he's super smart when when it comes to combat tactics. This guy, if he's a regular dude, he's doing the same thing Cap does in that sense, which is kind of interesting. If they're gonna make him enhance or or uh, as a super soldier. Or if you know they're just kind of using it because it looks cool and it's a Marvel thing, so I, I'm interested to see if there's anything more there, or if they're just doing it because you know that's what Captain America does and it looks cool, so let's just make this guy able to do it. But it I mean, I, sense, I did though. like during their first fight scene together where Bucky actually caught the shield too. Yes, I, I like the look he gave. He just hands it back to him. Yep. <laughs> you know, I, 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 he, he even just held it out for him to grab. He didn't even like give it back to him. He just stood there and made him grab it. Take I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make a. I'm gonna make a, a guess here that old White Russell doesn't survive uh, this season. Oh, his death uh, here's the thing. I bet he does, but he's not going to be Captain America. Yeah, he's going to become the U.S. agent, mm. which is like a real thing. Yeah, Person. Sam Wilson is Captain America. Nope. Oh, yeah, okay. I mean, okay. Oh, well, just, so, just throwing that out there. Just like Wandavision set up stuff, you know, for the movies coming up. I, I believe that what we're going to get here is just the setup to make Sam Fisher officially Captain America. Well, that's that's, that's just Sam Fisher. Sam Fisher, yeah, yeah. That's not going to be Captain America. I mean, listen, he could be. He's that's a, a bad person. person. Well, that's, <laughs> that's the thing. Back to you know, back to what we're talking about. That's the thing about you know they set up Bucky's arc is he's got to come clean with telling this guy he killed his son. I mean, and Sam's arc, of course, is he's got to understand that Cap gave him the shield. Well, I mean, so there's a, we're, we're glossing over a really important scene that probably the most important thing that's happened throughout the entire two episodes are with them in therapy together. Oh, yeah, and that's true. He was like, why did you give up the shield? And he's like, I have to have you understand that this is nothing against the shield, and I believe it. And he's like, it is against Steve, because uh, Steve believed in you, and if he got it wrong, well, he believed in me. Like his redemption yeah. arc, like he yeah. believes if Steve was wrong about Sam, that he's wrong about Bucky being able to atone for everything, and that that affects him a lot. Yeah, well, doesn't that's a that's, lot, a lot. That's the crux of his own. Yeah, that's, that's his internal struggle. Is it's, you know, were they right about me, or am I just a bad dude? Am I just a Winter Soldier? Yep. You know, I mean, that's. I mean, again, I they've set it up wonderfully. So yes, I just hope it, I hope it continues. I I hope it continues on the same. High level of quality, I expect. I mean, the, with the with the whole okay, the one thing that really I really thought was oh this is ridiculous was the fight on the trucks. And we're gonna, I mean, the the you know it was it was four super soldiers against uh, our four heroes. Being the, the the two new heroes are um are the new Captain America and, and his sidekick. Um, what was his I, name? Battlestar. Yeah, that's where he's yeah. terrible. Yeah, terrible that's a nickname. terrible nickname. I think that's on, I think that's on purpose though. <laughs> um, it's that. I mean, again, logistics. I don't. Again, we're talking about a superhero thing. I, 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 I fully understand that. But I think the super soldier would have just killed them because they could have killed all four of them easily. 
and that would have been it. Well, the one, the only reason one guy didn't get killed, the Battlestar guy didn't kill, is because um, he threw Jack, a shield. Uh, Jack shot him. Yeah, like he straight up shot him. And that's I, I don't like Captain America. Whoever's playing Captain America having a gun either. It's just not. Captain not, America always had a gun, sir. Did he? When did he use the gun in the Avenger? When? I mean. One of the the whole thing of the first Avengers movie is when the ship is coming down and he's shooting at people through a doorway. Oh, but that was a gun he picked up. He didn't have it. Fine, okay. But he's also killing alien invaders. So let's talk about that too. But no, I, I oh no, that wasn't that was Cap two, wasn't it? Yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with Captain America having a gun, sir. I, I have no problem with it. Neither should you. I, well, I mean, I Sam Wilson flies through the air with robot wings and shoots missiles. Why no, would you care not, if Captain America has a gun? That's not problem because Captain America is Captain America. He doesn't use guns. I mean, like that's the same thing when whoa, 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 whoa! Superman and Batman don't use guns. Captain uh, America uses guns all the time. Batman does use guns. He did use guns. It doesn't use a gun in the in the Ben Affleck Batman. No, he does. Yeah. But, but he but he but. Batman doesn't use guns, though. That's the thing. And that one, they made. That's my point, is why they, I mean, that was obviously a style choice that they made. And we're oh, yeah. Because that movie's bad. Yeah, I mean, also, also, don't forget, this guy is not the true Captain America. Yeah, you know, that's, that's what I'm. He is a soldier. He, he was a soldier first, and he is still a soldier. And that's, just, I think that's where he's comfortable, is with a gun. It was with a gun in hand. So, yeah, I have so no problem with him shooting it. the guy that was about to kill his buddy either. Yeah. No, of None. course not. Of course not. Okay, so I think we're both we're all in a, I mean, if you had okay, I don't want to rate it because we haven't seen the whole you know the whole season, but I think we're we we would all give it a pretty high number if we were going to assign a number to the first. Yeah, it's season. it's I think it's a great start. It's very well paced. It's a lot of action. Uh, the parts where it's supposed to be funny, it's funny. Yeah. Um, I like the connection or the I like the 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 riffs back and forth between Sam and Bucky. Like, I like that. I still don't, I don't, I, I'm still not fully um, convinced about their banter and about their, you know, like their chemistry yet. Um, I had a big problem when they started out in that, uh, that warehouse together in, in episode two. Oh, where well, they're really like, they're trying to be cutesy with the, with the dialogue. Yeah. They're like back and forth. I didn't buy that yet, but I think I'll give, I can give it more than two episodes. I like when he calls him the white white panther. <laughs> the white panther, yeah. Come up here with a white panther. He's like white wolf. Yeah. He's like what? And then <laughs> he's right beside him, like he teleported there. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of him, that's a question that one on my mind is, if if he's if when does he? I mean, is he always the white wolf, or like does he become the white wolf eventually, or what's the thing with that's that? That's just what they called him in Wakanda. Yeah. Oh, okay, so it wasn't that he. That's, that's not some weird about. secret code name. Okay, yeah. I didn't know if that was like someone he turned into, and that was like a nod to what he'll become in the future. No, um, that was that was already said uh, in in the Avengers movie, I think, right? Or yeah, yeah. it was in Endgame. Or no, it was it was in the post credit scene where he gives him his arm back. Yeah, when he had his like his long hair up and like the man oh, bun. That's right, yeah. It wasn't Rocky obsessed with, or the raccoon obsessed with getting. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna get that arm. Yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah. How much for the gun? He's like, not for sale. How much for the arm? Come <laughs> <laughs> give me that arm. Yeah, and then he just picks him up and twirls him around. Then like a yeah, weird. Anyway, so okay, we're excited about where this is going. You should, you should be too. Or we're excited. We you just heard why we're excited. So I hope you're excited also. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's move on to. Um, let's do the courier since we, since Chris, as I understand it, you did not get a chance to watch the courier. I, I did not. That is correct. All right, Roger. Let's uh, let's do. Let's Sorry for you, Chris. It's all good. 
Um, of the two movies you watched, you watched the one that is infinitely worse. Yeah, well, you know. But <laughs> infinitely. <laughs> All right. Like worse times infinity, bro. So The Courier has a release date of March 19th, 2021. Uh, directed by Dominic Cook. It has... I love, the, I, I love Cumberbuck. I always say it so violently. I don't know why I say it like that, but I say it so violently. He was the... He was, of course, Smaug. And a very good Smaug as well. Benedict Cumberbuck. Cumberbatch. As Greville Wayne. Um, what do you... Roger, give me your open opinion of just your give give me your ten second of the the career. Uh, I think it's a really good spy or decent spy movie. Yeah, I think I'm, it's it I'm fits here for it because it it's not the, it's not just a spy movie. I think that's unfair to call it that. It's you know it fits in that category you know espionage spy thriller. It's but it's it, a thriller more than a spy. I would call it thriller more than a spy, uh, spy movie. So yes, of course. I mean it's. It is, it is. I think better than the majority of them, but it's still not up in the eights or the nines. No, listen, this is a good movie. Um, easy to watch, uh, easy to pay attention to. Uh, I appreciated that as part of that movie. So, um, so the real uh, short synopsis of this movie is uh, Greville, which is a terrible first name. Uh, Greville Wynn is a businessman in Britain who works all over uh, Eastern Europe, um, like securing sales contracts for people for like manufacturing and stuff. Um, this is set during, I believe, 1960s when we pick up on it, um, like peak Russia, USA, Soviet Union fighting. Cold War, yeah. Yeah, peak Cold War. And... He ends up uh, running some stuff uh, operative from the Russian government, uh, reaches out to get a hold of the CIA um, about some information, you know, Cold War, you know, nuclear winter sort of stuff. And uh, this is their story. It's a true story. Uh, it's interesting. And I like some of this is really tough to watch. Uh, Mirab Nininzi is it's important. He's Oleg Pensky. Penskovsky, which Penskovsky. is he's he's the agent that you mentioned that um, is working with the MI6 with the other with the Allied governments and getting the information um, with those two men. It, it, some some of this movie is very hard to watch because of how they get tortured. Yes, and it's it's not an easy thing to watch. I mean, it's it's it, it's less fun to experience, I'm sure, but it's also not. I'm glad that you cleared that up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what'd be cool not being tortured. Yeah, exactly. Um, Rachel Brosnahan is also in it, and Jesse Buckley. Jesse Buckley plays uh, his, 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 his wife, who, of course, because of the secrecy of his what he's doing, she believes nothing he's doing. And just no, she thinks he's, she's having an affair for three quarters of the movie. He thinks he's having a, like two affairs, or just all kinds of – out there having all kinds of sexual orgies. <laughs> and that, was, that was kind of a, that was a joke, but she does not believe him in anything he's doing. No, which, not at which, all. But it's, it's wonderful that – her not believing him through most of the film sets up some pretty great conversations towards the end. Yeah, which which, I, which is a point I want to talk about later. But also is what you get with the courier is I mean, I'm probably going to say this a couple more times. Something I've always thought about is you know you get Benedict Cumberbatch, uh, Mirab Nininzi, which I'm sorry if I mispronounced the names. I definitely did. It's N I N I D Z E. Rachel Brosnahan and Jesse Buckley is that's a you have, you know, you don't have a, you know, a, like an Avengers level, so many people headlining, but the ones you get are great. 
Yeah, this is like a four or five person main cast movie, and I appreciate that. Yeah, it's it's you know, there's not tons of action. It's it's a lot of it's you know conversations or you know, but there there are a couple great scenes that are really edited together well to go when when certain people are being uh, you know chased by by the Russian authorities trying to and it's really kind of cut in a different way. So different people are running at, at the same time, but like you see everyone getting trying to get away from it. Some don't get away, and it's just it's really intense for like ten minutes. And after yeah. that, it's like the intense level kind of goes back down to where it was, but never kind of gets to that height again. But I really, I really enjoyed that ten. I was sitting at the edge of my seat in the theater, and I was the only one in there, so I wasn't bothering anybody, Roger, as you always say I do. You're bothering uh, me. I want you to know that. <laughs> you could, you could just sense it when I was sitting up. Yeah, uh, I hated it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I actually asked. Um, I saw that on Saturday. I, I went to no Friday night. I went, I, I went to it, and um. I, I asked them how it did the week previous, and then they they said that movie did very well the previous week, and I and I got in the auditorium. I was the only person. There was only um, it was me and my wife. I went yesterday. It was me and my wife, and there was a group of like six idiot kids all the way up in the back. Wait, I'm like, like, why are you people even in this movie? Why were they watching The Courier? That seems like a very odd choice. For probably because there was nothing. Probably they probably tried to get into nobody and got tossed. Yeah, <laughs> nobody. I'm excited for that one. But that my excitement level for that one's like like is it like a ten? Only because we have seen the John Wicks and they are all phenomenal. And I love Bob Odenkirk. Yeah. Love him. He's he just he's a he should be a national treasure. All right, back national to National Treasure career. Three, starring Bob Odenkirk. Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> just give Bob Odenkirk all the roles, all, all the all the movies. He just starring Bob Odenkirk, starring Bob Odenkirk. I want I want National Treasure Three, but I want Nicolas Cage to be the villain. No, no that's, that's that's not going to happen. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, no, I like no. that. I want that. I'm here oh, for that. That's already in production. It's. I mean, it's gonna. I think it's. They said soon. I mean, Disney, I think it's Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to be one of their one of their you know thirty dollar movies. Which no, it won't. No, that certainly will not be. <laughs> you don't think they're going to charge thirty bucks for that? No. Oh, however, we can talk about that for two seconds. Uh Black Widow is going to be one of those. Movies. Oh, yes, that was the news thing. <laughs> yeah, we we can't gloss over that. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> that um, is going to be one of those movies. Well, obviously, they've Disney has some. They have they've some. Give, they've given up pushing it back. They're just no, going to yeah. drop it like they did Raya. Well, they have to. I mean, I mean, as I understand, only recently with cognitive some accountants is you can only push things so far. But the way that all the all of the contracts were written, of course, before a pandemic was ever a, was, you've got to release it before this date, or you know, bad things happen. So I mean, they have to release. They're, they're they're out of time. They have to release it, which I understand. I do. I mean, yeah, I get it. And I mean, they they also have have a Marvel also has a timeline that they need to keep somewhat in order. Well, yeah, they can't really move forward until this movie comes out. Yeah, um, but I mean, that's a whole other. I mean, I don't like the thirty dollar model, but it, again, it is what it is. I, Clearly, I it must not be doing too bad for them. No, I'm I'm sure they're. I'm sure it's doing okay, or they wouldn't keep doing it. All right, so back to the courier. Courier, Uh, yes. With the courier, though, like, I really, I did, I enjoyed this movie. Um, I thought it was really thrilling, and I thought it flowed really, really well. It does, and it's one Um, of those things that... Scene to scene to scene, like, I love the transitioning. One one movie in the past that I did love, I think, I mean, 2014-ish, 2015, The Imitation Game. Yeah, with um, the Alan Turing story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With also with Benedict Cumberbatch, and it was one of those. Again, it's one of those like kind of a spy espionage. He helped a. He was a he helped, helped build. Uh, he built uh, cracked the Nazi code. 
break the enigma. Yeah, break the yeah. So that's I mean, Benedict seems to be kind of at home in these types of movies. Which it's is almost really, like he's really good. <laughs> it's almost like he's an amazing weird, actor. <laughs> weird, <laughs> weird thing. But it's also now, Rod, watching some of these scenes, he's a he's an ex, he's I imagine he's an eccentric guy. Oh he's, yeah, he's probably a weirdo. But he his acting kind of you can almost see it. If, for instance, when he when he's having the first conversation when he's sitting down with that guy who doesn't really want to tell him a whole lot until he commits, he he say he's like he's spreading jam over that toast and he's eating the toast with mm. that with that alcohol when he first gets to Russia. It's like it's one of those things. It's that like, wasn't jam, bro. That was caviar. Okay, okay, caviar. I'm, <laughs> I'm apparently very uncultured. Thank you. Uh, that even his performance there was like it was 110. percent He was into the role and like I just there's something I just noticed because it's. He, I guess, when he commits to a role, and, and it's, I mean, even Sherlock, when he when he commits to being a character, he is that character. Dude, Sherlock rules. Yeah, Sherlock is great. That show is a, was amazing. Yeah, it was good. It's, I don't think we appreciate a lot of British TV as we should, but excuse I mean, me, I appreciate British TV well, a lot. But you're one of like you're in the I think the I'm very cultured. I think you're in the vast minority on watching British television. I don't think many people do. I do. I'm important. Great. Celebrate Thank you. me. <laughs> Celebrate me. Fair enough. Um, there, did you have any trouble with this movie at all, Roger? Or did you generally just, yeah, it's good all around? No, I thought it was pretty good all around, honestly. I didn't have any real issues with it. Um, it gets a little, it's kind of rough at the end, like you mentioned, when they're, you know, you know, spoiler, they get busted. And, um, you know, like watching him like waste away in a cell, like legitimately, I don't know how much Cumberbatch, if he actually lost his weight or they had somebody else stand in for him, but God, he looks like a creepy skeleton. I'm sure he, I'm, he seems like someone who would, you know, some, someone who was hired like as a dietitian, like, no, we, you can eat just enough to survive, but. I don't, see, I don't know if he would have had to commit to that kind of role for just this movie though. Cause like, he's not in that just enough to be like, Hey, you need to drop 50 pounds. I don't. I don't feel that, but whatever. What did someone did did um Christian Bale do that? Christian for Bale and the Machinist. Yeah, the Machinist dropped like massive weight for that one. Yeah, yeah, but it went from like one seventy five to like one hundred and thirty pounds. Yeah. Christian Bale's a little bit off his rocker anyway when it comes to that kind of He's stuff. He's crazy too. too. <laughs> yeah. He was a you know good choice for American Psycho as well. Uh, American Psycho is a great film. I love I love in this one how everyone smokes, and I just it, it's one of those things that it really helps. Well, it's nineteen sixty. Yeah, of course, like, they all smoke. Yeah, it's like everyone in every scene is smoking cigarettes. The amount of ashtrays that it was in that movie is incredible. It's like my house. I remember being a little kid and like people would smoke in Kmart. I remember oh, that. God, yeah. <laughs> like there were giant ashtrays at the end of every other aisle. <laughs> like, oh, I remember that. Well, I remember like I mean. I remember it, this happened. You must have been a teenager. I was very young when you could still in a restaurant. Most restaurants choose smoking or non-smoking. Oh, you could smoke in West Virginia for a long time after Ohio for like almost ten years. Yeah, but that's I mean, no one allows that anymore. Well, no, but could you imagine nowadays, man? That'd be so weird. That would be. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's just. It's just I, I find it weird when I end up in a bar where they still allow some form of smoking. Yeah, yep. I was walking around in a bar. So, You're in the Carolinas. Can't you smoke anywhere down there? Pretty, like pretty, pretty much. And there was there was actually someone. So we, we went to. Um, I was actually hanging out with the accountant that did Halloween Kills. Uh, I, I worked for. He's one of three brothers, and I, I worked for two of the brothers. And um, 
I'm gonna try to make the all world three brothers here soon. But yeah, he 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 did Halloween Kills, and I was just he's down here on a Screen Gems horror movie that's wrapping up. So I was uh, we were pounding around, and we went into this place called the Lazy. No, it was called the Buccaneer, and everyone's smoking cigarettes. And then there's some tables in the back that was designated a smoking pot. What? And there were people sitting back there. I mean, drinking if it's legal, I'm not surprised yeah. by that. And there was yeah. people just back there drinking, drinking beer and smoking weed, like like it was a thing that everyone does. Because I mean, there's at least they're in the right section. That'd be weird. <laughs> yeah, they're like, hey, you guys want to hit this? I'm like, um, how, how rude would that be if it is like in the regular smoking section? <laughs> yeah, they offered they offered me to hit it. They offered me to hit. It. I was like, I probably shouldn't. We're in the middle of a pandemic, and I don't know what's in that. I, I wanted to though, but I did not. We we had our dollar fifty PBR and then left. PBR baby. Yeah, they won the blue ribbon. I I understand they were the only applicant, but they won the blue ribbon. Uh, so back to back to the well, this took a weird turn. Yeah, really did. <laughs> like who doesn't love a good a super cold PBR every now and again? I don't ever. Oh, uh, fair enough. All right, back I mean, to listen, so well, we can wrap up about the Courier there, but I think listen, if you get a chance and you want a decent movie to watch. Um, and you're into like a suspense spy or a thriller spy movie. I think the courier is a very watchable, good movie. Okay. Well, rate, rate it. What, what number are you going to give it? I think I'm giving it a six and a half. Um, that's, that's, that's fair. I thought about kicking it just a little bit higher, but I think six and a half is going to do it for me. That's fair. I, I mean, I'm only at a seven, so I'm only half point higher than you. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Then. I really love, uh, I really love these type of movies. And this is a movie that begs to be watched on the big screen. Only, if for no other reason that I'm, I mean, it's being a movie with not a lot of action towards the end, when there's a lot of discussion inside of a jail cell in a torture room, it's, it's, it's all like, there's one light on it's very stylized, no light and shadow. And I just, I, I think it benefits you to see that on a massive screen. That's, you know, upwards of eight K or something like that. Sure. Rather than watching on your TV. I think you'd benefit from that. And the, I think we have to acknowledge here that, the score is actually kind of excellent. So Yeah, no, I definitely. It really does quite a bit to really enhance the especially when there's a scene in, uh, a scene when everyone's trying to get away from the people that are pursuing them. Man, the score is like it's it's intense, but it's super actiony too. It's just it's one of those scores like it's just it, it really worked and it made me sit at the edge of my seat. So I, I think this movie perfectly is acceptable at a seven. Yeah. Um, I'll go with that. Very recommendable. Probably the best thing you can watch in the theater right now. Um, I'm very confused as to why those kids were in it because I, I, I don't think this is a movie for everybody. But me too. I mean, you kind of have to be in the mindset to watch the career. It's not a movie you like turn on before bed or anything. That, but uh, yeah, it's a very watchable, very entertaining movie about you know a time that all life on this planet could have ended. <laughs> the, you know, the Cold War. We really missed our chance, right? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Thanos did nothing wrong. All right, that's some a couple of weird steps. But you think Thanos would drink PBR? Yes. Do you think he would? No. I think he'd be more of a. I think he'd be more of a Guinness guy. No, I think he's. Okay. I think he's more of a liquor straight to your face kind of guy, if at all. And then like slams the shot glass on the bar. Yeah. Another. I'm like what did Thor when he drank the coffee? It was great. Mm-hmm. Breaks the glass. Another. Fair enough. All right. Now we talk about, <laughs> oh boy, we talk about Yes Day, which came out on March 12th as an Amazon, or sorry, as a Netflix original, uh, directed by Miguel Arteta, which has Jennifer Garner, 
as Allison, Edgar Ramirez as the father, Carlos, and Jenna, Julian, and Beverly as the children, Katie, Nando, and Ellie, which are some weird children, by the way. Mm-hmm. And the uh, Roger, why don't you why don't you sum up this movie? Take thirty seconds and sum it up. Do I have to? You have to. <laughs> uh, these people should be in prison. That's not summing up the movie. Um. All right. <laughs> this movie starts, and then they should end up in prison. <laughs> I'll just I'll just take over from here. Um, all right, hey Grayson, I'm kicking back over to you. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right. It starts. Um, actually, the, the 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 highlight of this movie is like the first thirty seconds. Then it just all goes downhill from there. Uh, we get an insight into how uh, Allison and Carlos meet. They are pretty much saying yes to any life experience they can. That's how they meet, and they're great. And then we fast forward to they have kids, to which they say no in many many different forms too, because you can't let your kids just do everything. That would be foolish. Um, you got to set set boundaries. And then, um, oddly enough, the script gets these parents into the school for a a teacher-parent conference, which is a very odd thing in itself, which they then end up in the cafeteria. And then the guy's name. You know what frustrated me about the cafeteria scene? What's that? The way the guy kept saying tots. Tots. Yeah. (laughs) Like like, like they were going for something there. It just became quickly infuriating. So, okay, Nat, Nat Faxon. Actually, this guy shows up in a lot of different movies. Uh, in a lot of different shows. He's actually done a, a ton of things. But I like him. I like his odd look. I, I like his super awkwardness on the screen. I just mm-hmm. it just works for me. I just I just love it. He plays the same character pretty much everything he's in. Is just that awkward, really weird dude. Uh, but he somehow offers them Tater Tots, which which they decline. And then he tells them, You gotta give your kids a yes day. And then that's how they get the idea for the yes day. And then apparently after they get the, the idea for a yes day, where they've never heard it. Every t- every major event in the movie after that, everyone's like, "Oh, you're doing a yes day!" Like it's like it's a thing that everyone knows. Like it's a thing. It's not yeah. a thing. But like they clearly never heard about it. They're like, "What's a yes day? Please tell us, Tater Tot guy. Please tell us what a yes day is." Yes, Tot man. Please tell us. <laughs> so I want to ask you, Roger. The first thing I want, my first question is going to be directed at Mr. Roger Stillian here. What infuriated you the most of Yes Day? <laughs> oh man the most like we talking specific scene or the entire thought of yesterday as a movie no 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 no. specific scene of the movie i mean i think it comes back to spoilers a began. lot spoilers a lot of this began. movie listen I'm, I'm not gonna be nice to this movie i'm not gonna try i'm trying i'm not gonna be over the top I mean i'm not really gonna try to but listen there is so much that is infuriating about this movie like, listen, I, I get the whole idea. Let's make a fun family comedy where your kid, you get, kids get to do whatever they want to for a day. Oh, that's great. That's that's great story. Awesome. Sounds amazing. Listen, there are reasons for you to tell your kids no. Me and Chris's parents understand this probably a little bit more than you do, Grayson. Of course. But, but here's the thing. You understand when it comes to, like, normal safety boundaries and things. Like, when they go through the car wash with the windows down. Like, you know why you don't do that? Because some of that water is like six hundred degrees. Yeah, and there's also chemical and like no, that's what, yes. that's never. And I don't understand chemicals. Um, it's so little things like that that I'm like, who wrote this thinking? Hey, you know, it'd be funny if they had to go through the the car wash with the the windows down. That's not funny. Well, who's laughing at that? One of my one of my critiques of, of my is I don't think the people who wrote this have kids. Ooh, that's probably – I I never thought about that. Because 
all the things that the kids are doing can absolutely end up in instant death to any child at any time. Instant death. <laughs> so, Chris, let me ask you a question. Because I know oh, my kid has never suggested it. Has your kid ever had the inclination that you should drive through the car wash with the windows down? No. My, That's something that, Daddy, Daddy, this would be hilarious. My oldest would be terrified. and would probably oh, cry. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, high-pressured water coming straight to your face. That sounds like a great you just time. your skin off. <laughs> <laughs> I want to see. I want to see someone shoot that scene as if it were, if as if it were in real life. Fillet. And, and show the results. No, no. <laughs> but that's. I mean, how far? Okay, and you know something I mentioned before we started shooting. So it's not like a fresh take of mine, but I think this movie only exists as one thing, as a Netflix original. Any other? This this does this never gets made for theatrical release. I mean, and, and, and that's, you know, in the same world that the movies like Shark Boy and Lava Girl exist in. And, and the movie that made me so upset years ago, the same level of upset you are, Roger, that movie Unaccompanied Minors. Do you remember that yeah. one? Where their like, kids is lost in an airport, like just running around and evading all the authorities and getting into everyone's luggage. Like it's just, it's just, I don't, this movie doesn't exist anywhere, but it's a Netflix original. And I'm sure they just said, you know, we have 20 extra million for the year. Let's just make a fun little comedy. So we we were talking before we started shooting or recording this uh, about how bad yesterday was. And, you know, we actually used a lot of really funny material about how terrible yesterday was before we started recording. Um, but the thing is, um, when you bring up a point of these people must not have kids, that, that very well actually makes me look at this movie in a different light. Um, because... All the stuff that they plan to do, like have an ice cream for breakfast, like is that something that like kids dream about? No, I I, I think it's something, and that was when I had the thought of, oh, how did they come up with this? Is it's something that as a parent you think someone else's kid would want? You know, it's right. what 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 came to me was the point that it's it doesn't, it's something that you just assume without experience. That's what it is. Like, my daughter loves ice cream. That's one of her favorite things. She has never once asked for ice cream for breakfast. Yeah. Ever. You know what she asked for for breakfast? Breakfast food. Cereal. <laughs> and stuff like that. Like, sugary cereal. That much I understand. But, I mean, I don't – and the whole scene with the gut buster, you know, $40. If you eat – if you finish it all, it's, it's your – I mean, that whole scene also is just it, – It's weird. It doesn't break the fourth wall, but it breaks the reality wall for me. You know, as, as weird as that is to say, I mean, no one looks directly at the camera with like an off smirk and like. What was the second? I'm, I'm, I just can't remember what the second thing was. Well, the the, the first thing was the ice cream. Ice cream was first. The car second one was, was the. Well, the the car wash was, the, the was kind of like uh, in the in between thing. No, no, no. I think well, the water balloon fight was either the car wash and the water balloon fight. They were definitely two and three, but they could have been. Okay, so, so let's talk about the water balloon fight for just a minute. I don't really have a problem with the water balloon fight thing. I okay. The only thing I have a problem with is how they got the people there. There's no way that happens. You know what I mean? But oh, sure. Again, you know, to to expect this movie to adhere to reality is well, yeah, beyond see, that, reality. That's the part I can believe, I can suspend belief in for yeah. something like that. That I get. Like that actually seemed like something wouldn't be a terrible thing to do as a family. Yeah, right? yeah. No, it'd be a lot of fun. You know, you get you'd be a lot of fun. It's it's it's, it's a harmless way for your kids to throw water balloons at you. They've always wanted to do it. It's a harmless fun, but it's, it's the whole, it's how the scene is played out. That doesn't make, that makes less than no, no sense. That's the thing that kills me is first of all, 
who's going to believe this little kid that he's a casting director or his mom's a casting director for a reality TV show? Yeah, that's where I have the problem well, with it, but, you know, whatever. Yeah, but does does that just fall in this? I mean, so much of this movie falls in the category of this is a Netflix original. It's a fun family movie that, you know, there's no real violence except for the, you know, the almost, you know, well, let's let's just. Skip I, didn't, I didn't say it. I didn't say the car. I didn't. I didn't want to say the the R word, but you know the almost. So let, let's skip to the end here. All right, let's let's get right to the heart of this. So the oldest kid, what is she? Fourteen. She yeah. wants to go to this music festival called Fleek Fest. All right, Katie. She's actually yeah. twenty. After her parents are both arrested, Christ, <laughs> um, oh. and then somehow they get out of the police station. Also, cringeworthy. You know, they end up. You know. The, the older daughter ends up at the movie or at, at the movie Christ at the uh, concert right by herself and everything is as predictable as you think it's going to be but as a 14 year old girl at what is clearly a youth oriented music festival um, music festival like it, it lines up exactly what it is of course these girls are going to end up with boys you know doing things that they're not supposed to do but like they allude to the fact that <laughs> You know, the only thing that could happen to these people was this poor girl's going to get sexually assaulted. All right. And I'm not trying, like legitimately as a father with a little girl, I'm not trying to rationalize that or make it even seem to be funny. But that's not the only thing that happens at music festivals. Yep. I just want to throw that out there. But it's it's so I okay, I giggle because like it's such in contrast to the rest of the movie. It is. It that's, is a dark dark turn that's my point is they didn't have to go that far it could have just been drugs it could have just been like hey you want to hit this weed and she's like ah, actually i'm not okay with that dude well, it could have been beer yeah it could have been anything yeah. other than what it was it could have been they got a six pack of beer of pbr of course um no, i'm kidding yes uh, but 14 year olds would drink trash pbr yes <laughs> well, that's or, true. you know natty ice whatever it is but the point is, it's it, it's so contradictory to the rest of the movie. And it even, is such a darker dynamic tone, and I don't get it. <laughs> like, it so like, like at 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 the police station, the movie does take up what feels like a, a a hard tonal shift, and there's also a party happening, you know, at the same time. Oh yeah, I mean that's home. the counterpoint of like the weird science foam party going. Yeah, on. and it's like it's just such a weird turn <laughs> for the movie to make and a weird feel. Like for and they almost feel like they should be in different movies almost, but it's, it's bad. I can't stop laughing at the science foam party. I mean, what else would you call it? it I mean, that was all. The kids obviously obsessed with science and volcanoes and catalysts and hey, stuff listen, like that, that. But that kid's a legend for the rest of his life. I mean, yeah, you're not wrong about that. But again, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just it's one of those things. It's it's very. I don't. I was wondering how they were going to do this, and they took every wrong step. Now, okay, there's there's a couple other movies here that in the beginning you could definitely see happening. Of, I mean, the better. I, I got to stop doing that. Another movie that I could have seen happening here, especially because you have Jennifer Garner, is, you know, I mean, her effect. Jennifer Garner is so effective with emotional stuff. You know, thirteen going on thirty. Even the mom in Love Simon, like Peppermint, but like. Peppermint's really a terrible movie, but yeah, it is. the best part of that movie—the best that part would have been that, a great twist. No, it's okay. So the the, be, the best part of Jennifer Garner. Oh my goodness! I slammed my hand on the table. I get so frustrated. The best part about Jennifer Garner is the emotion, and because you have her, I mean, another movie here is you know her parent. You know, the kids and the parents are so out of touch. 
and then getting that. I mean, it didn't have to be a yes. I mean, you mean you see what I'm saying? There's there's, there's better movies here that don't rely on complete removal from reality for this. You know, they get arrested and then there's a science party that goes awry and then the dad comes home and makes all the puts all the kids to work oh, up so the hold on hold on I, I i have a comment real quick about dad getting home mom got from the police station to the music festival in like nine minutes <laughs> dad got home from the police station in three hours <laughs> am i wrong no you're not I mean, wrong because yeah, there, was a, feels like it. there was a night and day difference there. like legitimately it went from it was the middle of the afternoon they got out of the, the police station to it's the middle of the night the party's raging and mom, <laughs> mom's already been to the you know festival like oh my god but i mean this what? is not a movie where you worry about time frames you know no, you, 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 just, no. you just don't but i mean so okay i want to challenge you roger it's something that a buddy of mine actually he did an episode with me brandon boring used to do what we were, we were working at Carmike, is if I didn't like a movie, he made me say three good things about it. And I, I think it's a good exercise. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask that of you. Whether you choose to do it or not is up to you. But, I mean, I, I, I know what my three things would be. Do I have a hundred more worse things to talk about. Okay, fine. Tell me one good thing outside of Jennifer Garner about this movie. Just one. I'm only asking one that you thought was okay. I mean, when the credits rolled? Oh my goodness, Chris! What, Chris what, what, what about you? So I, I know I, I had a really hearty chuckle at some point in this movie, but here's the problem: there's so much bad in the way that I can't remember when that happened. And I just watched this movie with my wife last night, so <laughs> I don't know where that where that happened. I remember something that I thought was funny. Okay. Okay. Before the movie got super terrible, before the yesterday was planned. I guess <laughs> when the kid put the catalyst in like the syrup thing and then it exploded and hit the ceiling and then fell back down. I laughed at that. Okay. All right. In the beginning. That it. Yeah. That's, well, that's when the movie takes a dark. That's when the movie. No, I, I legitimately spent three quarters of this movie going. Why? Mm. Like I'm watching it with my wife and my wife is just like, this is so bad. So, okay. Okay. Quick question. So you guys both watched it with your, you know, significant others. Yeah, you, the, the people you have kids with. Mm-hmm. Um, do you did did either one of your wives look at you and say, you know, we should think about a yes day? No. no. <laughs> no. You know, you know why they they didn't suggest that, Grayson? Because they oh. have kids mm. and they understand how bad that is. <laughs> Listen, if you if you are so shitty to your kids that they make a viral meme about you. Viral me. You say that you're a dictator. You're probably already on the losing side of parenting. <laughs> no, I completely disagree with that. I mean, you say she's a bad mom. I think if the movie nails anything, it's the fact that she is a great mom. No, no, that is incorrect. A complete incorrect. How is that incorrect? Tell me. Okay, what listen. Makes, what makes her the a bad entire mom? Entire crux of this movie is that she tells her kids so much that they hate her. She tells her kids so much, knows so much that they hate her. Because she's trying to keep them safe. and Listen, her kids hate her. She's a bad parent. No, that's not. Oh, my goodness. That's not. My sisters hated my mom growing up only because they wouldn't. my mom would not let them go out with boys twice their age. I'm sure it had no effect on their mental abilities either. I mean, I don't know if they're, not, they're very well-adjusted adults. They're, yeah, I mean, every mom has to say no to a lot of things. I understand that. Wait, so As I've... a parent, I understand that. There's a difference between keeping your kids like doing to keep your kids safe and not letting them live though. You know what I mean? It, yes, it, that is exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. And 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 
you can't all kids are different right and so are all parents but there's a point where you let your kids explore you let your kids figure some things out and they do drive at home early on they don't let them do do very much you know if all your and their kids could be out of touch right you know it, it's there, there's a universal right, right. Okay. i think we're i think we're missing the i think Roger, where you and i are getting our wires crossed is the definition of bad mom What's your definition of a bad mom? That's a good movie. Well, listen, I'm not saying that, you know, legitimately she's, you know, like, mistreats her children, all right? They have terrible communication as well, a family. Well, fine, but that, that doesn't make her a bad mother. Doesn't make her a great parent either. I... <laughs> no, you can't say that. You I cannot don't, like, I, I, I completely, you know, I, I, don't, I don't, I can't say that, because that's kind of, the movie kind of listen, exists. she's not neglecting her children. I'll no. give you that. Are, Their whole all, family dynamic doesn't make any sense to people, real people with kids, at all. But that's okay, fine. But that's a different conversation. That's part of the conversation, rather than she's a bad mom. Is mm-hmm. this is to me? This is written by people who don't have any kids. Well, let, let me so, ask you one more question then. If you think her saying no all the time is okay, her them saying yes all the time is a terrible overcorrection. Yeah, well, this movie itself is a terrible overcorrection. But it's here's. Bad. It's almost like it's bad parenting. But I don't. I, I again, I can't. I cannot agree with you on the. I mean, she's she loves her kids. Sure. Lot, listen, lots of shitty parents love their kids. I don't understand why telling your kids no all the time makes you a shitty parent. That's where I'm getting mixed mixed up here. That's not what makes her a shitty parent. What makes her a shitty parent? Their lack of family communication makes her a shitty parent. That, does it though? Yes. Yeah, I think so. I think I, especially with a 14 year old, I think you yes there. I think now again, a spoiled kid can be a spoiled kid, but it, it's one of those things. But I mean, so by the movies universe, right? The fourteen-year-old might be out of touch, and and here's and here's why. And it's also you know a bad you know a bad vessel for the movie to get to where it wants to go. I know, but there's a point where she goes where like the daughter's phone gets gotten through, and then because of that, mom shuts down the the idea of Fleet Fest, no matter how the bet goes. And the daughter immediately goes, I knew you you didn't change. This day means nothing. The daughter knew going into this that this was a one-day thing. It's oh, not yeah. like her mom was going to change and be a new person after this. That wasn't the point of this. But that's that that's the reality that the daughter lives in, or that's the, the vessel that the movie needs to take to get to where it wants to go. Either way, it's, it's bad in the sense of bad storytelling. So it's just another piece of this movie that's just not doing great. Not to me, anyway. As a parent, and as the way that this movie is supposed to explore the yes day, because that scene is what upset me the most. Plus the gorilla scene. The, the, oh. the, that scene, that is the definition of painfully cringe to it's me. It's so cringy. That makes me want to turn movies off. I hate those kinds of scenes because a doesn't happen. B that carnival game doesn't doesn't play that way. What happens if no one want, else wants to play for that monkey? That person just gets that monkey. It doesn't matter. It doesn't make sense. But they needed to fit something else in here to get them in prison. It's just a very bad movie. <laughs> Which I, I also wanted to say that I don't think the writers even, or I mean, they couldn't have because when everything's good, just going going back to another you know thing that doesn't make any mm-hmm. sense is when everything's good and they're in the amusement park and you know the right this is right before the mom sees the phone there you know she's actually connecting with her daughter and yeah. and then her daughter says do you want to caught candy and she says no and that that's it and there's no i thought the whole idea of the day was you can't say no and then but the nothing daughter, ever, nothing you mean ever the comes daughter says that. no 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 the daughter says i'm going to get a cotton candy do you want one mom and she says no honey i'm okay 
I don't I mean, even. I didn't even miss yeah. the terrible continuality thing. Well, I mean, I just thought that was weird. I mean, it's one of the things. But I mean, going back to the whole, I, I, I don't. I think the one thing this movie nails is the fact that she is a great mom that just that just just doesn't talk to her kids. But I mean, they're they're happy, they're healthy, they're well fed, they're well dressed. They're not. They're they have everything they want. You're right. The unseen mental abuse. If you can watch this movie and say that those kids are mentally abused, I wonder what you get out of other movies because that's nowhere to be seen in this movie. None. Well, I don't know, buddy. I don't know. Kids just are mad because they can't do what they want to do in this wild world and their parents are trying to protect them. I mean, so much so that the two teachers had to come together and say, you're so shitty to your kids that they hate you, they made a meme about you. (laughs) Other people had to step in and tell them that. Oh, but, okay, know. well, fine, but that video was submitted for a project. It's not like they were digging Think about on it. it. It's not like they were digging on the kids' social it was media. A cry and for help! <laughs> it was a cry for help! Oh my goodness! It's funny we've given more thought to yesterday than anything we did the courier. But oh, we I love the courier. Yeah. All right, let's rate this. All right. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm ready gonna, to. You. you know what? To keep the suspense up there, I'm going to go last. Okay, mm-hmm. that's fine. So I'll, I'll go first on this. Um, and I, I'll start this with, after this was over, my wife looked at me and said, I kind of liked it. Oh. And it caused me so much physical anguish. Oh, I would have thrown up. Oh, but it's okay. It's Projectile okay. vomited onto my floor. Because <laughs> this, <movie, laughs> this movie to me is exactly what I expected. And I expected bad and cringe and pain and torment. Which is what I got out of this movie. All right, all right. It is. It has fun moments, but this thing is just bad. The, to Cr- me, this this is a two and a half. Like, it's not good. All right, Roger. All right. So this movie is the definition of a three to me. Okay. I will never watch this again. I will never recommend it to anybody. Even if you have kids, I won't recommend it to you. This is a waste of eighty-eight minutes. That's it. The three. That's it. This movie's a ten. No, I'm I'm, I'm kidding. Oh I, God! I, I gave it. You're gonna be surprised. I gave it a two. I, I would just just well, disconnect from the show. I, I gave it a two. That's all I gave it was a two. Huh. Yeah, right. you guys. You guys think I give these movies all these? You know, you th- no. I was always gonna give this. As soon as I got done watching it, I said to myself, "It's either a two or a three. And the more I thought about it. When I, when I finally made the connection that there's no way that this could have been written by people with kids. I'm actually okay. glad you brought the point up that this is probably written by somebody who doesn't have kids or thinks that this is how people like actually live their lives. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the whole thing. It took it down a peg for me. I don't know if they do or kids. I don't know if they have kids, but I hope they don't and they still wrote this movie. That's the thing. It's like, <laughs> is that, because again, that's maybe – other conversation needs to happen with their kids, but I hope you don't have children. <laughs> That's a weird thing to say. <laughs> well, but no, it but makes yeah, sense here. if you wrote this movie, you hope you don't have kids because then you're scolding them with 600 degree water and car washes, and that's you know that's how you go to prison. Basically, killing them. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What do you, you think I was going to give it? Just just out of left field, what do you think I was going to give it? I thought you were going to do something weird and say it was a five that no. you would recommend it to some people. No, I, I, I'm, I'm being serious because. You go over the top trying to find stuff that you like about these movies, and I, I don't, I don't have the time well, to do that. I got to admit, I like Jen- Jennifer Garner's always. Whenever I see her involved in the project, I like it because I mean, like, she has a certain quality about her that you know directors know how to use, and she knows how to use in delivery. So that's always fine. But there's really that whole you mentioned the gorilla scene. That whole scene just painful, right? 
not only is it painful, but when they were both being when they were taken to the police station, her fa- her her husband, who is a goddamn lawyer, didn't say, "All right, admittedly things got out of control, but we're not going to prison for this." So I'll give you a statement, but that's all you're getting from me. And then we're leaving with our kids. Goodbye. Like, come on, are you serious with this nonsense? Bad that's the thing is. Bad and then, and then, bad. and then the cop, the the guy wearing a sheriff patch on his arm, lets the kids go to someone he doesn't know. He doesn't. He hasn't seen. Yeah. Nana and Pop Pop. Are you kidding me? What in the world's going on here? But no, I try to give them what I think they're worth, and I try to really sit down with them. And this one didn't require much more after thirty seconds of turning it off, though. Which, Roger, talk about the the last scene in the movie. Oh God. Which was so... which was as bad as the rest of the movie. So. I I must have audibly groaned in my house when this happened. So the last scene of this movie is legitimately end of the yesterday. The house is all cleaned up. Nobody's in prison uh, <laughs> or sexually assaulted. Um, every but somehow for some reason they're camping out in the tent in the yard. Okay, fine, a fine end to the wrapping day. And so an offhand comment of like, "What did you do with the rest of the catalyst?" Like as the camera's like zooming away from the tent to the house. And you see the foam again start to come out the the uh, the windows and doorway. He's like, I flushed it down the toilet. The goddamn kid invented the catalyst. He knows it's water activated. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was my big problem too. Is it's like there's no way that happens. He knows what happens when that happens. But this is the kind of movie we got. It's a fun ending. You know what? This is the kind of movie that we deserve. (laughs) As humanity, this is our fault. You know what movie I kept thinking about through this movie that is is better and actually a good one delivers um, Instant Family with Mark Wahlberg. Yes, that's actually a very good movie. That's actually pretty decent. And you know they're they're adopting three kids and have to and have to learn what it's like to have you know income and time to going to having no time, no income because you're paying for three kids. And yeah, and it's that movie is yeah. so much better. I mean, Instant Family is very good. Yeah, it's that's like a six or a seven on a scale, and this is a two. Like this, my but my whole thing is this doesn't exist outside of being a Netflix original. It just doesn't. No one's no, gonna you're right. No one's gonna make this, at least not with this script. If you change the script around a little, then you have different movie. Maybe sure, but yeah, I think a two is all it deserves. So collectively, out of thirty, it gets four and a half. It gets seven and a half out of thirty. F minus, sir. Pretty bad. Yo. All right. All right. All right. This has been episode 219 of For the Love of Cinema. Each week, sorry. Yeah, each episode posts every Tuesday morning at 5 a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five iTunes, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Please check out the show on Twitter at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Roger Stillian, and I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check out the page on Facebook, and send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. Tell us if you liked yesterday. Tell us why. I'm curious because I like certain parts of it, but not enough to score it above a two collectively. And that's you know. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're excited. We're looking at the film Nobody with the national treasure of Bob Odenkirk and Bliss, the Amazon original movie with Selma Hayek and um, Owen, no, Luke, Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson. Okay. And we're talking about the next episode of Falcon and Winter Soldier. Wow. Wow. Wow.